2: Uh, It's a real honour to have one of the biggest names in tennis coaching on the podcast. We've spoke about you for many years. It's been a crazy ride. I mean, looking at some of the names, of course, the big one being Serena Williams. In more recent years, we've had Stefano Sissipas, Holger Runa, who's playing awesome. The question we wanted to start off with is probably one you've had before, um, but it's very interesting to us. And that is, how difficult is it coaching? some of the biggest names in tennis, uh, with their big names and the personalities?
1: Well, I know a lot of people think that it's easier when you have uh, champions to coach them. I think it's the opposite, Uh, you know, for many reasons. First of all, because of their personalities, they have extremely strong personalities. That's why they are where they are. Um, and then they know a lot already about themselves and they have a lot of things that they believe in. Uh, so to make them change, anything is extremely difficult. To be respected by them is very difficult because if they don't respect you as a coach, you cannot work. They need to trust you. They need to believe in you. They need to think that, you know, uh, even though they already know so much about tennis and about their own tennis. So that makes it, uh, I think, very difficult, but of course, there are also some great things, some positive, there is much more positive than, than difficulties. Uh, They're incredible competitors. They're incredibly driven. So it's not something that you need to, uh, to push. It is already there. Otherwise they wouldn't do where They They wouldn't be where they are, but it's not easy to deal with them. Uh, And actually, uh, uh, there are not so many coaches that uh, it's the same actually with uh, in football and soccer. I don't think it's easy to coach uh, uh, Real Madrid or Manchester United because the players are superstars. They are they are very uh, strong personalities, and we know that it's not easy to get listened.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, this sort of takes us on nicely because that's all in like a very, very serious setting that you're dealing with these players because they're always playing, trying to win Grand Slam titles. and. What gave you the motivation to start the UTS, which is a very, very like different side of tennis, a lot more fun and a lot more uh, pushing towards the, the younger people and getting them interested in the sport?
1: Well, the, the, the reason that uh, pushed me to start UTS is the love that I have for tennis. That's the only reason. Uh, and I know people feel, oh, why does this guy do this? this uh, is killing tennis? Well, I think it's the exact opposite. Uh, if I didn't love tennis that much, I wouldn't take the risk to to do UTS, invest a lot of money to, in UTS, invest so much time into UTS. If I did it, it's because I think that tennis needs it. Doesn't need UTS, but needs something like UTS. Um, why? For a simple reason uh, that I explained many times, the the fan base is getting older it's uh, i am i am a good example of the fan base i'm uh, 53 and i'm young for the fan base the the average yeah, yeah. fan base is 61. so it's a fan base that was created in the 70s and the 80s which is aging and nothing bad about it but we need new fans we need younger fans for the future of tennis and in the world we live in the tennis product as it is is not uh, something that the young generation would watch and follow and all the studies that have been made on tennis show it so i thought we need to do something we need to reinvent a a second tennis because again i don't touch tennis i don't say tennis should change i just say there should be a second product that is based on tennis and that is more attractive for the young generation and that's exactly the reason why i did uts and the pitch was simple i said to the guys let's think that We create tennis today, knowing what we know about how people consume in the world in 2020 and the way people consume today, compared to the way people were consuming that type of product in the 70s and the 80s is. Opposite, so we had to do something extremely different from tennis, but based on tennis and with professional tennis players and that's UTS.
2: Yeah, and we're extremely grateful for it because, of course, it is in London in the coming days. Uh, me and Ben are going to be there pretty much for all of it, I believe. So we're looking forward to see some of these stars in action. And we love the fun, the whole the whole environment and the way the players are playing uh, with the rules and some of the little twists and turns. And we love the, the use of all of the nicknames. And we were just having a chat before you came on here thinking of a nickname for you. But we thought maybe we'll put it to you first. And that is, if you were to be playing in UTS, what would your nickname be? At
1: first, I'm not a player, so I'm not sure I can play, but uh, <laughs> the guys are, I think, a little bit better than me. But if I had a nickname, I guess I have one already, which is the coach. So I guess I would I would be named like that. Okay, our one was Professor. I don't yeah. know if you like that one. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I don't dislike, but uh, yeah, I, I think it's a good one too. I think Ooh. it goes with Patrick, Patrick, the professor, but uh, <laughs> I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah. I you've got uh, so uh, many, yeah, to... it's going to be, no, no, just, I was just, I was just about to say that it's going to be incredibly exciting, uh, because what you're going to see is both something that is very entertaining because it's really fun. It's, it's crazy. It's very different from tennis, which is a very clean and the proper sport um but it's a, also an incredible competition at the same time uh they don't the players don't show up just to have fun they show up to win but to win in a completely different with different rules and a different environment in which they have a comp i mean complete freedom There are all they are always limits of course but they they feel completely free to be themselves and do what they feel and show themselves the way they want which is not always true in tennis because the rules um, and the code of conduct is extremely strict, uh, so they bore themselves and the rules are different. And I think, and we thought for the rules to be more fun, when I say fun, more exciting. For example, the fact that they have only one serve rather than two, you get rid of most of the aces and the serve winners. So you have many more rallies and yeah. that's that's more exciting because if you look at tennis, you have an ace, it's one second or maybe less. And then you have 25 seconds to wait until the next point. And then it's the next again, and again, 25 seconds. I mean, this kills the rhythm and we wanted a a format that had a crazy rhythm. I would say tennis is a marathon, UTS is a sprint.
2: Yeah, I always say that to Ben. I mean, sometimes watching tennis when there's just aces, it can be, especially in the indoor hard court season towards the end of the year. I mean, it's not, for me, tennis, the traditional tennis is on a clay court, but that's because I'm a big Rafa fan. So maybe I'm a bit biased.
0: Yeah, I think that the the ethos that UTS has as well is exactly like in line with what our channel is trying to bring as well. When we set up this channel, we wanted to bring a fun side to tennis. We think like tennis was a little bit stuck in its ways, like you probably think as well. And we're trying to appeal to a younger audience. We're trying to have fun and with the UTS, with all these nicknames, we have on our channel, we have player songs. So every time a player wins like a big like set, we play their own personal song on the channel, that type of thing. So we have some interesting,
2: some, some parallels, I think, with UTS. Sounds fun. I have to
1: listen to you guys. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, we're, we're hoping to show some of the players at the UTS some of the, some of the songs we've created for them. So uh, we'll let them You're tell ready. you how much they like it or not. But yeah, moving on to the next question we had, um, and then we'll do some some quick fire questions with you, and that is talking about the women's game. And we was wondering if you had any sort of plans to sort of bring uh, the UTS to sort of the women's tour with us, some female
1: players. Definitely. So first of all, I know most of the people don't know, but we had a UTS, uh, we had an event for women. Uh, so we did it once, but you are right. Since that day, we did only men for a simple reason: is just because the investment is huge, and we're we not in a position today to run both a men and a women's tour, uh, but we are progressing. Uh, you know, the events are, are doing really well. Uh, we are sold out. Uh, I, I feel more and more interest from everyone, from the players, but also from the from the fans, and our fan base is growing fast. So I hope in the near future, we'll be able to have two tours, one for men, one for women. But we didn't forget women. We just had to make a choice. And to be completely honest, the 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 men's uh, we all know this. The men's business in tennis is bigger than the women's than the women's business. Um, so as we had to make a choice and to make it successful as a business was a key to be able to continue the 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 adventure. Uh, we went to the the more evident thing, which is which was to to start with men.
0: Yeah, definitely. That's uh, where the money is for sure. Um, is that well? You've got so many amazing players that have already joined the UTS. I mean, just looking at the grand final in London, we've got like pretty much four top 10 players really that are currently there. Are there any other players that are on the radar that you haven't managed to capture yet that you're trying to entice into the UTS?
1: Well, uh, I would love to have for sure, uh, Carlos Alcaraz. That would be amazing, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. But, you know, it's as it is a format that has been completely thought for the younger generation. I, I feel that to have young players make a lot of sense, too, because those guys will connect even better, a, a young player with a young audience. Uh, we have some that are not as young, like Gael Morphys, but I feel that Gael Morphys, with his attitude, uh, is completely also in sync with the young generation. I think they listen to the same music, he has the same attitude. Uh, I think he's very exciting. That's why also I wanted him on board uh, really, really much. And we were very unlucky because the first player I wanted was Nick Kyrgios. He signed for us for the whole year because he was so excited about it. And uh, he got injured. And, and uh, unfortunately, he was not able to play. But uh, I mean, I definitely look forward for uh, him coming back and playing at UTS. Definitely.
2: Yeah, just some quick fire questions. Can i be coming to the end of our time. Um, and this is just speaking about next year and what some of your um how you sort of see the tennis tour playing out and that is with young grand slam champions my question to you is who do you think has the ability to win a grand slam next out of one of the young players who maybe people aren't talking about
1: uh i'm not talking about i mean talking about i can tell you yeah uh, (laughs) definitely sinner sinner holger uh, the younger ones, I think, that will come after those ones. I see uh, um, Ben Shelton. Uh, I think he's going to come fast uh, and join the group, and uh, probably a young British guy who's playing UTS this weekend. Hey Draper. come on, <laughs> flying the flag for Britain. Oh, I, think, I think those those two, yeah, those two are, are just a bit behind, but not so much. Uh, And they're progressing fast, so they will they will join the group, I think.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, Another quick fire question. We want to keep these fairly short and sweet. How quickly do you think that you could turn a regular club player into a professional tennis player?
1: a regular club player will not be a professional tennis player no chance <laughs> there is too much difference in everything i can make him progress for sure but to become a pro if i would say that i would lie oh it's but not magic the, the or the
0: dream's dead for me then <laughs> <laughs> um who will be world number one come the end of the year in 2024 on the men's and the women's side
1: uh on the men's side novak djokovic I think he's still he's still uh, on the top uh, at the top of the the tour, uh, and he has still has uh, a lot to give. And on the women's side, the uh, Coco Goof. And I've got to ask about Rafa quickly because I'm a big fan,
2: and I just want to know from your experience, what would you classify as a good season for Rafa this year coming back? Winning Rangaros. Okay. So you feel I don't, like I, a master wouldn't be a, like a grand slam would be for him the, the minimum of, of having a good season.
1: Yeah, otherwise for him it's not a good season. I mean, he's not someone who who plays to not win grand slams. A good season for him, he has to win a grand slam. I think if he wins anything else than Rangaros, it will be a big surprise and it will be a, a huge achievement for him. But I think, yeah, his tournament is Rangaro's. I mean, uh, this is not to be proven anymore for a long time. And uh, I think he definitely has a chance. It will depend a lot on his physical. Will he be able to, um, to, uh, to stay injury-free, to feel good in his body also? Because, you know, we see the matches, but to be able to practice the way he wants to practice, he needs to practice, he needs to feel good in his body. And this, for me, that's a big question mark. Because we know he's practicing, but we don't know how he feels. And, and this will play a major role in his season. But a good season for him is to win Rheingars. And of course, he may have another chance as well with the Olympics
2: uh, here or two. And I'm, I'm just excited to see what, what he can do. Uh, but anyway, we'll let you go, Patrick. I know you're probably really busy with UTS just around the corner. And thank you so much for taking the opportunity in your busy schedule to speak to us today.
1: That was a real pleasure. And I listen to you guys. Thank you. appreciate it, Patrick. Have a great day. See you at the weekend. Thank you. <laughs> Thank Bye-bye. bye Sports Social Podcast Network. With
0: Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.
1: No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry.